Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Random Randy, popping back in with uh, another episode for everybody out there. Uh, right up front, I want to go ahead and thank everybody uh, who's subscribed, commented, all of these things, checked out the podcast, checked out the YouTube. Uh, mucho gracias. I mean, it's amazing to see so many people interacting with each other uh, on account of some rants that I've had. So absolutely amazing. Keep it up. I'll keep putting stuff out for you fine folks to uh, chew on some thoughts for you to consider and a pretty uh, extensive one today, a pretty deep one. This dive is like infinitely deep. So we'll see how much we can get into this video. We might split it into two, not 100% sure. But the topic of conversation today is going to be uh, kind of circling around the word homunculus. And, uh, you know, there's been a few people that have looked into this recently, and it's a big rabbit hole, a huge rabbit hole. Um, I mean, it's it's really expansive. But where I'm going to start is a little bit with uh, some mainstream historical kind of background. So things like Artemis, the Temple of Artemis, the goddess Artemis. Um, and we will dig, you know, really deeply into that. There's a lot of really weird, interesting things going on, as you can see in the picture on the screen here. Um, this is the goddess Artemis. And, you know, there are several things that are very interesting about this. Are these mammary glands? Are these bull testicles? There are several theories out there. All right, the, that we see in regards to these danglies on her chest here. Uh, another interesting thing is when you look at the different necklaces she wearing, she's wearing, some of them look like small seeds, some of them look like acorns, um, one looks like a wreath. I mean, there's so much here um, that I could probably do just an episode on just these pictures of Artemis alone, but uh, I kind of want to get into some other things like the connection to homunculi and the connection with that word homunculi and homo sapien human right we think of ourselves as the top dogs quite often uh, but more and more there's evidence coming up that there were a larger group of people here before us so um as usual uh you can find some of these thoughts in stolenhistory.net right Go take a look over there. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of these thoughts laid out um, pretty nicely, guys, pretty nicely. I'm not going to lie. And um, so we're going to start out with the Temple of Artemis, because I think that this is kind of a residue of some kind of, uh, you can call it tomfoolery, if you want. You can call it manipulation, right, of the, of the genome and things like that, um, having to do with this supposed ancient fertility goddess. Um, now the mainstream tells us that this ancient fertility goddess was like the Virgin mother, essentially the, the Virgin Mary version before the Virgin Mary kind of came out. And I know that before sounded a lot like David Hatcher Childress. So, you know, that's cool. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so there's whole mainstream story behind all of this. This is the new mainstream, right? I call it the new mainstream simply because it's listed in stolen history thread, meaning that it is okay for us as the masses to consume this information, 
Okay. So here's the hypothesis. And this is a thought that I've had too. Um, something I'll point out for all of you folks is I don't always agree with everything that I say myself. Um, in fact, I think that this world is so wild and wonderful and interesting that if you seek information, you will find it. And it doesn't matter what that is. The earth is flat. The earth is round. The earth is a pancake. You know, the earth is an eyeball of a giant floating within the ocular cavity of an even more massive thing. You know, we don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? We are limited to our scale of perception. And I think scale is a big, big part of it, too. So that being said, let's dive into Artemis, the Temple of Artemis and the hypothesis today. Uh, the Temple of Artemis, a.k.a. the Temple of Diana, was responsible for providing this planet with creatures of various types, including humans. While this specific temple was located in Ephesus, I doubt that it was the only one. As a matter of fact, I would be surprised if it was. Uh, Below-listed goddesses represent genetic factories of sorts. So this is the thought, okay? Um, uh, let's see, Fontana de Triton, Rome, Temple of Artemis, and Diana of Ephesus, Um Egyptian Isis, there's a connection here, which is kind of how I stumbled on this, the connection with the foundling hospitals, the foundling societies of the 1800s. Um, if you're tuned into this channel, you know that I'm dude, just big, big on the fact that our history is a, a an illusion, uh, you know, a lie, uh, a misleading story. And like all good stories, there are elements of truth within. Um, same with this particular well-written thread here okay there's going to be some things that you might agree with there will be some things maybe you don't one of which he gets off into a tangent about isis uh, you know the uh rebel group you know in iraq and syria so that you know i don't always i don't necessarily agree with um and what that has to do with is the influx of certain people into this world right we have a lot of people moving going on in this world with things going on overseas in Russian areas and things like that. We have a lot of movement of people. And the thought is, is that this is a, a strategic thing, right? That people are being shifted around. Possibly some of these people are being created is the idea behind this. And uh, by being creative, I created, I don't mean being born of a mother and father. We, we mean like putting, uh, you know, zygote, you know, into a, a lab of some kind, you know, very similarly to, to some of this stuff, right? We mean growing. <laughs> some of us, maybe we're grown. Some of the foundlings, maybe we're grown. How did they wind up with so many babies in these foundling organizations of all the same age? Um, one thought is war, right? A war, uh, you know, creates you know, a, a lack of parenting, right? So uh, anyway, back to Artemis. Art Artemis is a you know, goddess of fertility, whatever you can call it. Um, but some things to point out are at the very top of her head, you have what looks like a city wall. It's called a city wall structure or a castle turret, right? So what this suggests to me is that on ground level, Here's what we see. We see a building. That's it. Right. And I know that some of you out there looking into Tartaria and stuff have seen those pictures where you see like the Capitol building and then a cutaway of the earth underneath it. And these are fictional pictures, of course, cutaway of the earth underneath it showing this temple going down forever, like just infinitely downward. We don't know how 
deep all of this infrastructure goes. And I think the same can be said here. Uh, I'll apologize for the uh, work going on outside right quick. But anyway, so are these testicles, are these eggs, right? That's what my thought was when I saw these. I was like, oh, dude, that reminds me of the Matrix. Totally reminds me of the Matrix and like this, right? I mean, I don't... Yeah, it's a stretch. Yeah, it's silly. Ha ha, you know, boo, whatever. But did the chicken come before the egg? Like, really? Like, where the where the heck did the first egg come from? You know what I mean? Um, a lot of us will say, you know, oh, well, well God created them at Adam and Eve and then they had kids. Right. But is there a process, a, a physical process that God or this creator entity um, or the Anunnaki, if you're into that story, there would have to be a material, tangible process that would happen, a, a, a physical process to create these first people, okay? Um, you know, I, I think that I think that it's interesting that so many people believe that their belief is the end-all, be-all, and that everyone else's belief is wrong. I think that that's kind of a silly thing for us as as humanity to focus on um, the perspectives of others and picking those apart and saying that these are, are correct or incorrect, when really, I, I think that we all have a piece of it, guys. I really think we all, in our own unique perspectives, our own personal truths, we all have a piece of this larger puzzle. So it's a possibility that some of this information coming to us in, in mainstream, whether it's the Anunnaki connection or whether it is, you know, something like the matrix, like we see here, um, or even stories that we see going back in time of homunculi, right? It used to be believed that inside of a, a sperm, a, a spermazoa was a tiny man. And it, you know, it kind of is, it's the catalyst to create that person. Right. So, you know, it's not, it's not completely false. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And um, what I find interesting here is you, you see this uh, flask that this person is being gestated in. If you ever look at like the paintings of the Pope, right? In one of his hands, he'll have this, this ball with oftentimes an aerial coming out of it or, or a couple of crosses, and what do we see exactly here in this artwork? Of course, it's just artwork. Relax. It'll be okay. All right. So this is just artwork, but it's something to think about when you look at the just, all right, let's get straight into the foundling connection because this is, this is something that, that I want to pick on for a minute. Um, the arms of the foundling hospital, check this out, guys, Artemis on one side. And we will go through a lot more pictures of Artemis because you're going to want to see all these different layers to Artemis. And if you notice on this particular one, her breasts are arranged in a tree of life pattern. So this is unique in itself. I haven't seen this particular rendition of her uh, anywhere aside from this foundling hospital coat of arms. Okay. Another interesting thing is we have one moon and two suns up here. So maybe, you know, shout out to that, that black sun everyone keeps talking about, right? Possibly. So Foundling Hospital uh, it said that Artemis uh, symbolizes nature. Okay. It may very well be, you know, mother nature, the mother goddess, 
Um, I think they call her Mater, Mater Mad, Magnus, Magnus Mater, or, you know, the first mother. Um, so that's one. All right, let's see. Uh, Sabelle is another version. This is a more a previous version, right? A Greek version. Um, and, you know, like all of the history that we're given, we only get as far back as the Greek. That's kind of like where it all comes from. So Sabelle would have been the mother uh, the one before Zeus and Gaia that essentially separated uh, and became Zeus and Gaia. Okay, something to that effect. Anyway, it gets really weird when you're digging into Cybele. Uh, she ends up having a fling with her own son, but it turns out Cybele was a transgender of some kind, being that uh, its phallus was removed to keep it from procreating, yet somehow it did. It's this whole long, weird story. We won't really dig too far into that. Um, just go take a look. Look up Cybele if you're interested in the background here. Um, but this is like like before Artemis, okay? Because we're told Greek uh, you know, background comes from prior to the Roman background. So that is what it is in the mainstream. There's a lot on Cybele, Cybele okay? And there's even more on Artemis. Now... Artemis has a connection with the Barberini family, okay, and their heraldic bees. Now, a lot of people want to feel like the bee symbolism is a negative thing. I just think it's there for a purpose to show us that, you know, the, that we are are created. And, and what that means to some people is, is a very spiritual and divine thing what that can mean to other people when you look at the material side of it like perhaps at some point humanity was started or restarted through a facility through a temple a temple of artemis possibly right so you know it's it's just a thought guys um don't take it the wrong way if if you're leaning left right uh, up down whichever way you lean um, just keep an open mind about this stuff, because ultimately we really don't know. They will not. We will not be told right in our history books through the Rockefellerian uh, school system that we all take part in. We're not going to be shown all of the connections. OK, we're just going to be shown how to be good little workers, good little worker bees even. Right. Um, they more and more are blending us together personality wise um sexuality wise it's all being blended back into a kind of worker drone mentality with a very stringent rigid set of rules much like the bees follow in their own nests a very very organized uh you know hierarchical kind of structure and and that's what you know we're being led into with this new world order and all of this um so is it, you know, a far cry to think that maybe we didn't start out kind of like that and have since kind of gone awry and, and developed our own personalities, our own thoughts, and now they're trying to rein it back in? You know, I think that that's a possibility. Sorry about the glare back here, guys, but I didn't have a moment to put up the curtain. Anyway, so bees. Bees are a connection uh, to heraldry right like to to legend to roman families so it ties into there 
Uh, interesting thing about their progression of their crest is it went from common black horseflies to golden horseflies, and now they're golden bees. So does this mean they are achieving whatever their role was set out to be upon this rollout of this current paradigm? Possibly. So hopefully I haven't lost you all too much. Um, but looking at the Temple of Artemis, we have some different kind of renditions here. Um, and, and they both may very well be right, you know, at one point or another. One looking very much larger than the next, uh, but who knows? We, we see around the world the architecture of the past was very megalithic, very large, very suggestive of a larger people existing before us. So the bee and the cult of Artemis. The early association of the bee with the cult of Artemis is attested by varied evidence. It appears not only upon the strange polymastoid statue. I like that word, polymastoid. Uh, of the Ephesian goddess, but upon the earliest coins of her city, as the owl was the emblem of Athena. Keep that in mind, guys, the owl being the emblem of Athena. So everything that we're seeing, Tartarian flags, so on and so forth, it all goes back to Rome, okay? Rome is is the system. It's what, what plucks the strings in this place, guys. Um, and, uh, you know, you can get mad about it if you want. You can decide that no Rome or, or this control structure doesn't exist if you'd like that's cool um but in order to have an organized society with a certain set of rules in place you have to have a way to enforce it and to populate it so did the chicken come before the egg who knows right but interesting thought is that there's this group this cult of Artemis um so so we're going to look at uh, in a couple of seconds here some of the different examples of these now another title uh, for her was beekeeper okay um the priestesses would receive the name melissa meaning bee okay so there's some tie-ins to this um some tie-ins to why some people think of themselves as part of a swarm right um you know and and again just to be quite clear i don't have anything against people's identifications with groups or anything like that. I think it's fine. We all need to have our own perspective and need to have our own journey uh, in front of us in order to have this experience. And I think that it's wonderful regardless of what your experience happens to be. So the bees of Artemis, okay, the twin sister of God. So you can look at this also like the Demiurge, right? Um, the Demiurge likes to think of itself as a god. Uh, so if you're into like Gnostic lore, that sort of thing, um, you can look at this place like it's an ant farm, right? And that there must be, a, you know, a queen or an initial creation point. Um, you can call it God, but I, I think God is, is much more expansive. Just a personal note, guys. I think God is all, right? And God is love and in order for us to understand and appreciate that love and that all, we have to learn what nothing is. We have to learn what darkness is. It's uh, it's almost unfortunate if it wasn't so conducive to growth. That's, you know, and, and I'm not trying to validate the agendas of those in charge. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, you know, in each of our individual lives, uh, we have some growing to do and, and we do that. Um, 
interesting thing is we've got to learn to grow without being so attached that we wind up stuck here or something. So anyway, Artemis, the goddess as a queen bee. So you see the interesting series of characters here going all the way down the different levels of Artemis, right? Some of them are animals. You get further along, you have different types of animals. They're all in their own little like cubby hole here. Um, you know, one thought that I had was this could be a representation of the Ark. Okay. Like what we think of as, as the Ark being a boat may very well be, but what if it's a ship through time? What if, you know, these genetics are stored beneath this temple, right? Temple on her head. Remember, uh, beneath this temple, you have different layers where different things are happening. Now, what's interesting about, about this is, and again, go and check out stolenhistory.net. You'll find this thread. Type in Artemis. You'll find it. Now, the queen bee, right? We have a lot of popular culture, uh, rap lyrics. I'm the queen bee, whoop de whoop, all that stuff. So are these people really just the, the newest version of this cult of Artemis? Okay. Meaning that it's still going on. It's still taking place. Um, is this why they feel compelled to reduce the population in order to introduce their own possibly, right? So there's a lot of crazy things that you can go and say and think when it comes to these bees and this goddess now. So yeah, some people were like, oh, those are bull testicles. Some are like, oh, those are mammary glands. And then others look at it and see these, right? Some eggs. The Isis Multimamia. And here's a better version of this temple at the top here, okay? Interesting is she has arms are lions, right? So that would be like her arms are the military or the lions, and in her core, she's nurturing with all of these memories, all of these beings beneath. And they go all the way down, uh, much like this. See if I can find it. There it is. This is the chain of being, guys. Okay. And it's a very interesting depiction with, you know, uh, a god figure at the top, of course, the pyramid being at the very top of the godhead there. You have the Holy Spirit or the mother, and you have the son. And again, you have this flask. Is this a representation of creation? Uh, possibly, right? So going on down the line, we have an angel up here with what looks like a lens of some kind possibly reflecting the light of heaven down to these other places. Okay. Something to take a look at is many of the angels have only one hand visible. And let's see here. Let me get that pulled up so that we can. And it, it just, it gets weird guys. Like this picture is interesting. I recommend looking it up and it's, you know, suggesting that the angels fall from heaven down below what it looks like down here, some people would say, oh, it's fires of hell. There's a lot of torture and things going on. I think it's dissemination and extraction of different parts of these people and these beings. Um, and then somehow reintegrating it to do its own thing. But anyway, you see this layering happening here. 
uh, angels, humans. Interesting thing about where the humans are is take a look at this, guys. We got big people and we got little people. We got big people and we've got little people. I don't know why we are so stuck on the concept that we are like the first, the end all be all and like the biggest, most badass people. You know, I, I think that that's kind of far from the truth. Now, <clears throat> you see that we are, uh, as a collective, creating a new intelligence through AI. Why is it such a big problem to think that that hadn't happened before? That these larger people would have been very differently built from than us. They would have had a different genetic structures. They would have had different everything. They would have been... In order to be stable and as large as some of them were, 15, 30, sometimes more feet, you know, based on historical record and what we're told, um, they would have to have a different structure. Is it really blasphemy to say that we are a part of a once great civilization recreated through possibly a cult or an organization or a facility that then you know gestated us onto this world okay so the it's the it's the material explanation of the immaterial spiritual understanding okay um there would have to be a physical catalyst to make these things happen um what that looks like scientifically you know i don't know what uh is it a facility like this or is it a more spiritual facility where where the uh work taking place isn't on this physical realm that's possible too so, you know, I'm not saying underneath every temple there is a cloning factory, but I do see that there are a lot of folks out there leaning a bit heavy on the human cloning thing. And we'll get into some articles, some interesting stuff here in a minute. But you see the different characters, the different creatures, Chimera are down here also right next to the little people. So, so it's interesting, right? It's very interesting. It's a very strange goddess. And, you know, these are found everywhere, guys. Like everywhere in the world, you could find mother goddess. Uh, you know, and what's weird is this one kind of looks, you know, a little alien here. So, you know, is that why we think of aliens as having giant big eyes? Because we're relating them to bees? And are we relating them to bees? Um, you know, because Artemis is uh, the bee goddess. So, uh, and, you know, that's where the term alma mater comes from. Uh, you know, nourishing mother. Okay. First mother, nourishing mother, a couple different names for Artemis. So it's, you know, it's interesting that there are so many different versions of this goddess here. Um, but if it, you know, it looks to me like when you look at this, this alma mater, uh, Cantabrigia logo here, she's holding the sun in one hand and the rain in another and, you know, land or a castle on her head. And, and there's a lot of stuff going on here that's similar to the Masonic kind of imagery, right? Instead of two pillars, we have two trees sun moon instead we have you know maybe some lightning so some interesting stuff going on in these family crests uh always interesting to look at old engravings artwork family crests and see like what's going on here so 
And it, right in the center of her chest, she has a scarab. So that's interesting in itself. Um, the angels holding a, a wreath. So maybe coming together to create, which, you know, is what happens. We come together and we create. Now, it gets super weird, guys, when you start looking at these foundling organizations. This arm, I can't, I can't point this out enough, you know. Um, this right here is, is interesting in itself. There we go. A little bit better, right? So the temple of Artemis. And, you know, this goes back what we're told is like several thousand years. Maybe it's older than that. Maybe it has taken place many times. So it, it gets it gets super crazy. And another interesting point I'll point out here is that we have the black Artemis figure. Um, I think that, you know, rather than this showing like a skin color, which it could be, could be guys, you know, everybody out there. Um, I think at one point race wasn't a big deal, <laughs> but you know, who knows? Um, I think it's just demonstrating duality. This is looking a little bit more Egyptian, uh, Gre Greco Egyptian, maybe uh, with the headdress and, and everything going on. So, you know, there's a lot of symbolism here, I guess is what I'm saying a lot. A lot of different creatures. Um, and I think it is, you know, could be a suggestion that there is an organization of some kind here in this realm that starts things up and, and rolls out genetics. And, and is it possible that the genetics of Oh, wow. Diana and the slaves gives us an idea of what happened to the adults. I think that's possible, right? We look at the families. We're like, what happened to all the adults, right? Like, were they all killed? Were they just enslaved in this organization or this facility underground and, and their stuff extracted or you know, were, were they just given free reign of an area and able to live their lives without having to raise children or do any of that? Like, is that was that their promise? Like, you know, were they like, hey, guys, you can party all you want. You know, like, look, I don't know if they're partying. Maybe the guy's ashamed of himself for partying too hard. But there's lots of cool creatures in here also. And it seems to be it appears as though it's underground, maybe. Right, maybe. Um, so this is interesting. I wish I had a better picture of this. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick for you guys. And sorry about the delay, but I want to get a closer look at this Martin DeVos. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, that's going to be a lot to go through. So this is another, you know, Renaissance, uh, artist creating some very detailed, very visually dazzling and interesting stuff. So we'll have to look into that another time. But anyway, um, the Temple of Artemis. So here's a picture uh, of, of the one in Ephesus. So, you know, and the, something I will point out is remember earlier when I showed you this temple, Remember how I showed you these tiny people walking up to it? Look at how large these people are, guys. Look at, we know the size of the pillars and things. 
in that area, in the Roman area, look at the size of this guy. Look at the fact that this guy over here has a smaller person helping him. Okay. So I, I really think that we need to consider that we aren't the largest, biggest, most badass people to have existed on this place. Um, I think the next level down, as opposed to us creating smaller people, which we might be doing already, we might be creating these gray aliens. We might be introducing these genetic lines that will be shown to us as alien, right? We might be, they might be being created. And when I say we, I just mean beings here on this world, maybe creating the next paradigm, like seems to have happened in the past. It seems to have happened there. So, uh, you know, they, they loved their, their architecture. Look at how detailed it all is. We still see like remnants of things that are similar throughout the world, victory arches and so forth. So Artemis. So I think what it will, we'll do is we'll, you know, take a closer look at Artemis here. Um, foundlings, that connection. Okay. And I might have to do a complete another episode on homunculi because there's kind of a lot to that. Um, and I don't want to make these so long that you guys aren't able to watch and appreciate them. Like if you're on a break or something. So, uh, and this is where he gets off into this tangent that perhaps some of the uh, influx of, of people like refugees coming out of certain areas based on certain wars and things like that. Uh, there's, a hypothesis here that they are creating these people and then just rolling them out, spreading them out into the world, saying that there are these refugees um, that need to go places. I don't know. You know, I'm not in immigration. I can't tell you, you know, where these people are coming from and what's going on there, but it is a thought. And, you know, it is something to consider. I think that many, uh, if not all perspectives are worth consideration. And he goes on further to, you know, detail the percentage, the, the demographic of people arriving from certain areas to other areas. Um, see what I'm saying? Like most of them unaccompanied, like the ones going to Italy were mostly men. Um, and so it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, the numbers are strange. Read into that. Like, what do you, what do you want? You know, and so there's that, there's that connection with the goddess Isis and things like that. Now, is it possible that these temple factories in the past were producing all sorts of living creatures, much like the blimeys and the lycanthropes and something very similar to an Abraxas chicken head, but this is a, a donkey headed thing, chimera. Um, you know, so is it possible that genetic manipulation has been going on a lot longer than we think and never stops going on because I mean, dude, look at these, all these kids, man. And then you think about where all of the adults are that would facilitate all of those children. And you know, there's tons of stuff out there guys on the, uh, drawing a blank there's tons of stuff out there guys on anyway so you know i i wanted to get into 
a little bit like on, on some fiction, um, some writing that's suggestive of manipulation of, of groups of people. Um, I think I'm going to save the rest of everything for the homunculus version. Um, but something I will point out in this one is human cloning. You just go to Wikipedia and look up human cloning guys. And you get this neat little graph showing the development of zygotes and things. Um, but it also later on, and then there's the history of it, Dolly, the sheep and so on, you know, go take a look to Wikipedia. You'll find it, um, different methods. Okay. So there's, you know, several different methods. Um, and then they have the uses actual and potential right now, when they say potential, I'm inclined to think that that's already what they're doing or, or working with, just not letting us know, right? Ethical implications. Here's where it got pretty interesting to me is current law, current cloning law, okay? Now, another interesting thing is these places that some forms are legal have, all right, the highest instance of voluntary medical procedure in the world if you know what i'm saying so uh australia some forms legal right therapeutic cloning is now legal in some parts of australia huh canada legal columbia legal european union some legal legal right very interesting dude it's uh supposedly it's prohibited reproductive cloning is prohibited so, you know, they're using cloning for like creating organs and things like that, most likely. Okay. India, some forms legal. India has already succeeded in mammalian cloning. Okay. And, you know, one of the reasons why India might be more, more apt to do some of these things is because Hinduism kind of uh, embedded within there is genetic manipulation or, or biotechnological intervention. You know, they, they believe and understand that their gods, you know, created them, like physically created them, not just snap their finger and like, poof, they came from nothing. Like, no, there's like a whole very detailed history there. Um, Pakistan, some forms legal. Singapore, okay, uh, prohibits placing the embryo clone in a body of a human or animal. Now, here's an interesting thing. It's prohibited to place it, a clone in a body of a human or an animal. However, let's say, guys, let's say you have a facility with, uh, maybe it's not quite a big giant battery thing like in the Matrix, but let's say you have a place where you don't need a human body or an animal body to grow these things. And guess what? Singapore, Singapore is all about it. That's, that's where you want to go, guys. Go get cloned up. United Kingdom, I found this interesting. Some forms are legal. So it's allowing them to investigate treatments for diseases. Okay. Now the Human Fertilization and Embryology Act of 2008 uh, it's an update of a 1991 repealed the two. Oh. It repealed the Cloning Act. Also allows experiments on hybrid human-animal embryos. This is in the UK, guys. All right? This is in the UK. And, of course, do not forget the US. 
Okay. Uh, 10 states, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Massachusetts, Missouri, Montana, New Jersey, and Rhode Island have clone and kill laws that prevent cloned embryo implantation for childbirth, but allow embryos to be destroyed. So, so they're, they're telling you that, yeah, they create them all the time. They create these, these little people, little homunculi, right? Create them, create them, create them, create them, but they're not allowed to bring them to term. Now, do you really think that they're going to hold back or do you think they're just going to go down below the city walls down underneath that temple like we were looking at, they're going to go under there, underground, under the temple, right? They're going to go under the castle where they have all of their fun stuff going on underground. Is that why Artemis is black? Representing the underground? Hmm, possibility. Thought just came to mind, so I thought I'd throw it out there. But... You know, so if you think that nothing is going on as far as cloning, you're sadly mistaken. Um, not to say Wikipedia is up on everything that it posts, but I mean, this is based on on the laws of the land right now, right? Um, stem cell, you know, acts, things like this ties into some weird stuff, you know, about like abortion and all that. I don't really want to get into that, but, you know, penalties for human cloning. California, only civil. There's no criminal repercussions. So all those those folks in Hollywood that you love that like should be like on their deathbed like 50 years ago, but are still somehow like going. No, you know, they're just living in California so that they can grow clones of themselves and harvest all of the goodies and stuff. Same thing with Virginia. Therapeutic cloning, not applicable. So that therapeutic means like something's wrong with you. You can clone yourselves. You can clone your yourself, just like the island. Okay, <laughs> it's it's happening, guys. It's happening. Okay, some forms legal. Many places throughout the world, strategically placed, guys. Spread right around. This would allow them to. Oh, and look at one little country down here in Africa. So this would allow these people to be moved around. What's interesting, though, is I don't see it being anything being legal in Russia, but right next door to Russia, we have some, some forms legal areas. So just a thought, right? Very interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just a thought, guys. And, uh, I think we'll save the, the homunculus conversation for the next episode. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. And um, before I let you go, let's look at this, this chain of being thing again. I want to point something out that I found interesting. And it could be something. It could be nothing. But down here at the bottom, we have, you can look at it like, like it's a, a crown. But here's what I see when I look at this. There are ancient maps that have the Eastern Hemisphere divided into three, thusly, okay? Now, just like this. Flip that over, right? We have Asia, Europe, Africa, okay? 
Asia looks fine. Europe and Africa, one looks like it's on fire, one looks like it's underwater, maybe. So was this created around the time that the cataclysms were happening back in like the 1500s? Just a thought, guys. And of course, we can't really read too much of what's going on here, unfortunately, um, which is weird, right? Um, but there's a lot of symbolism in this paint, in this uh, etching, in this painting. Um, you know, we have the, the sun going around the center and the center is creation or, or earth. So there's an argument for your, your flat earth folks, maybe. Um, is this priest over here talking to a small monkey or a small person? Like, we don't know, right? <laughs> so, you know, I don't think that it's a far cry or far from reality at all to think or or believe that this symbol here, this goddess, is more than just a personification of an idea. Is it a realization of an idea? And that's what I'll leave you with uh, here today. And, you know, I want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in once again. And we'll be back with more. And, uh, yeah, you know, recommend, like, subscribe. Uh Go check out the podcast. We'll have some different stuff coming up there soon um, for your little bit longer form conversations and things over there at Red Thread Podcast on most pod players. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks again. Have a good day. <laughs>